With us today is one of my favorite congressmen. We've got Congressman Peter King, one smart guy, 28 years in the Congress, Homeland Security, and so, so much more. Uh, Peter King, tell us, I mean, there's so many things going on. Where do you want to start this Sunday morning? John, I guess there's any number of places we can start, but probably right here at home with the uh, declining poll numbers for uh, Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, these numbers are probably the lowest that any mayor has had in the last 50 years, for all I know. I mean, I've never, I think his overall favorability is about 28, 28%, and uh, he's, you know, barely uh, halfway into his term of office. Uh, he's, he's almost halfway into his term of office. I, I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised now, but I would have been surprised a year or so ago because I thought that Eric Adams had the potential, if he had done everything even sort of the right way, to you know, really make an impression on the voters. Uh, he was talking about being tough on crime. He was going to be a new face and that he wasn't tied into the old establishment. He could get things done. Uh, he was uh, willing to break with his own party on a lot of issues. That's, that's how he won the primary. And he even found uh, you know, pretty much conservative uh, publications like the New York Post endorsed him. They had high hopes for him. But he just has not been able to get started, uh, not following through on crime issues. Uh, really, with the uh, uh, migrant issue, the illegal immigrants, he was welcoming them, almost had a welcome wagon out. And then he seemed, he was, he was totally inundated and flooded when it ends up being 150,000 migrants coming in. And now it's costing us, what they say, $4 billion. We're going to be cutting back on cops. We're going to be cutting back on uh, firehouses. It's out of control. Cutting back on schools. Out of control, Peter. Yep. And, 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 you know, he basically let it get out of control. It was such a surprise. I really had high hopes for him. Maybe he can turn it around, but it's going to be tough. And then you have the criminal investigation, whether or not that's warranted. That's certainly going to hurt his numbers. And uh, so I, I would say that uh, the city is no better than when he came in, or not much better. In some ways, it's worse. I mean, now everywhere you go in the city, you see you know, migrants on the street corner. You have these uh, electric bikes going in and out of the sidewalk. It's uh, the road to the sidewalk in between cars, around cars. It's uh, it's not the New York City it was even two or three years ago. And uh, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough uh, to, for him to come back and even tougher maybe you know, for the city to come back. So that's the problem or the issue that I see right here at home. Yeah, another issue, though, nationally, if you will, is to see those three teachers, three uh, presidents, university presidents from probably the three of the very top colleges in the United uh, colleges, universities in the United States, uh, Harvard. Pennsylvania and the uh, and, and, uh, M- MIT. I mean, you see the three of them there before Congress in a hearing, not being able to say whether or not calling for genocide or to kill Jews uh, constituted uh, improper behavior, uh, whether or not that would violate the uh, conduct code of the college. And so it has to be looked at in context. Uh, nonsense. I mean, if well, the, the, the chancellors Floyd, of all three schools, the chancellors of all three schools. One answer to Congress directly. No, and I don't see how he couldn't. Have. You imagine if it was during the whole George Floyd incident, if somebody was handing out Ku Klux Klan uh, pamphlets on campus or was saying that it's okay for cops to kill black people, they'd be fired, they'd be gone, they'd be thrown out of school in a second. But in this case as well, when it comes to uh, genocide and anti-Semitism with Jews, uh, we have to see the context of it. See if it leads to violence. No, forget that is violence in itself. And any university that allows that or tolerates that, and the fact that they even had to think about it, 
Never mind saying that, you know, never mind not giving a yes answer. I give Congresswoman Lisa Fana credit. She kept driving home on that. And I understand a lot of the benefactors of the school, a lot of the, uh, uh, the alumni who contribute to those schools are seriously talking about pulling their money out. Uh, at some schools already, members of the board have resigned in protest. But it just shows the atmosphere that's at these colleges. If the top and universities, if the top people at the university don't say that calling for genocide and the killing of Jews is, is, is improper behavior on the campus, then why are they being taught in the classrooms? How bad are these schools? And that you know, makes you realize maybe why so many students are out there demonstrating for Hamas and against Israel. Hamas are guilty of some of the worst murders possible and atrocities, you know, uh, back on October 7th. And yet you have these so-called educated people out there demonstrating for them and for Palestine and, you know, uh, lumping it all together. So uh, seeing those three, per- I think they should be forced to resign. If, if they don't quit, uh, you know, fire them. Uh, it's totally in, in this climate when we see so much anti-Semitism for leaders, intellectual leaders, to be refusing to denounce it in the way they should have, I think it's unaccept- not just unacceptable, it's disgraceful. It's, uh, it can- no, way, no way can that be explained or condoned. Wow. Um, so many things happening, like, like, like we said. And uh, in, in Washington, uh, where do we begin? I mean, uh, we talked about many, many times on, the, on ethics. The ethics within the law department, uh, they went after Cuomo. They went after Menendez, and they went after Eric Adams now. And all three of them dared dared to challenge the White House. And, you know, the White House and the uh, Attorney General's office oversees the FBI, and they have to do what the, what the Attorney General's office tells them. Have you seen any uh, improvement, or, or is it getting worse? To me, uh, you know, you know, Bob Menendez, I knew him. We came to Congress at the same time. The charges against him are serious. But you're right. Uh, this was probably out there for a while, and then they decided to act. It could be, it could be a coincidence. I don't know. But when he be- became critical of the uh, uh, president on the, you know, different policies that the president had, including with Iran and others, uh, that's when uh, suddenly you know, the indictments came and uh, law enforcement came after him. Uh, also, though, with, with Mayor Adams, I found that even more uh, abusive because at least in Menendez's case, if he's guilty of what he's accused of, that, that, you know, that's pretty serious. But in Eric Adams's case, uh, for him to be stopped on the street, to uh, the FBI to take away his phones in the middle of the day uh, near the United Nations, uh, there's absolutely no need for that at all. Uh, his, his lawyers would certainly turn them over. The courtesy is you would call the uh, uh, City Hall, the only time he would act that way is if some reason they thought he was going to flee or he was going to escape, but they couldn't find out where he is. I mean, Eric Adams is the most noticeable person in, in uh, New York. <clears throat> so to me, it's, that was clearly intimidation. It was clearly a message being sent. And it began after Eric Adams became probably the most vocal Democratic mayor in criticizing Joe Biden's failed immigration policy. And yes. uh, when Eric Adams was basically blaming the White House, for the immigrants he who was were stirring, New York. He was stirring the pot. He was stirring the pot with the other six uh, mayors from the other six big cities uh, to break uh, uh, President Biden's 
nicest way to say it, chops. Right. And, uh, uh, yeah. and, and, say, and, they, and they Cuomo and Cuomo was uh, daring to say that he might run in 2024. Well, he gets shot down. Well, yeah, I mean, Andrew Cuomo, you know, you're looking back on it and you go through all of those uh, cases. And I know that people have you know, mixed feelings about Melissa DeRosa. But, you know, the book that she's written uh, really, to me, lays a lot of it out. They make a very good case. And whatever it is, to me, it did not justify him being removed from office. I mean, that was, uh, uh, you, we, can, we can debate some of his conduct. But to say that that rises to the level of undoing an election and removing somebody from office. No, he was obviously he had he had offended you know, uh, you know, wrong people in high places. And if that was a factor behind it, I don't know. But again, it, it, maybe it's a coincidence or maybe it's not. And it raises questions that I think should be certainly looked at. Congressman King, have a great Sunday uh, this holiday season. And we'll see you on Monday and have a great day. Great. Thank you, John. You too. See you Monday. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.